Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. So hopefully this will give us joy thinking about that today. So Lord, thank you for these thoughts. Thank you for the joy of the Lord. It's our strength. Joy is such a fruit of receiving grace. It's such a, a uh, it's an empowerer rather than an enabler. It just sets us free, Lord, from the strokes of the flesh and sin. Lord, set us free today with your truth. Thank you, Lord, today in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, Genesis thirty-seven nineteen. I've been thinking about this phrase, and, and I like it. And it was not meant in a good way with Joseph's brothers, but I think as a believer, having a heart vision or a faith dream is critical to not living in small-mindedness. I mean, have you ever met somebody from a small town? You get them in a big city, what happens? Yeah, they're kind of like, they're, they, the, the idea of trying to process the big city in a, in a small perspective, a small-mindedness, uh, it, it's, it's quite a cultural shock. It's an, it's an adjustment. And um, I just think as Christians, with opposition, if we internalize opposition, then we can become small-minded, where our references become the problems or they become issues that are threatening us or in one regard things we cannot change but a heart vision a faith vision brings us beyond the natural okay and I want to give a couple points about this because I think today more than ever we need a faith dream and um, and it's something that God will whisper to you that it's it's irrational it sounds impossible it sounds um, like hilarious in some cases. God may give you something in your heart and you're like, you know, you kind of doubtfully kind of process it and it's like, wow, that doesn't make any sense. But I think a faith dream is something so way beyond us that it's God-sized. It's a God-sized thing. And that's what I love about the promises of God is that the promises of God are not my promises that I have to fulfill but the, the fulfilled promises of God that we discover in reality, right? As we obey him, as we wait on him, as we look to him. So faith dream. And I just think what, no better time than right now when things are restricted, people are fearful, uh, people are talking and thinking in a small-minded way. The word can't is a prevalent word or... Um, just restrictive words that try to confine people uh, to try to bring in a, a small reality. Like, if I'm a person that likes to be in control, I am a small-minded person, right? Because the true reality is I'm not in control. I'm not even in control of what goes on in my own body, let alone trying to control somebody else, right? That's just a disaster. But when we understand that God's in control, right, and that's not an abstract statement. Um, but we're confident in who God is. That's the point here. We're confident in who God is, and he shows us what to do. So I want to kind of go through a couple points here on how to enter a faith dream. And planting churches in a time when churches are closed 
to like pastor's vision of a hundred churches from New York to Richmond. That's a faith dream. And don't you love a faith dream? It takes all of God to fulfill it, right? It does. And that's who we're following, right? Now, if I overthink a vision, what happens? Visions can be, or dreams can be very fragile, can't they? They can be very fragile. I can talk myself right out of the will of God very easily, and so could you. There can be excuses that we give authority to over the promises of God, and we begin to overthink, overanalyze, and eventually the, the, the dream, the vision becomes very fragile, and, and it becomes like, oh, I can't do that. Or, but the point is this. We can't do that, but God has done it already, right? And just, we've been saying this over and over in different capacities, that God is more interested in what you can't do than what you can do in your natural. So that's a very releasing point, isn't it? Because otherwise my faith dream can be a business plan, right? If I'm just thinking natural, okay, this is how we do it. I mean, nothing wrong with having a plan, nothing wrong having goals, but bathed in prayer, it keeps it from just being organized, it makes it more of an organism. It's alive. Thinking about planting churches or ministering to people or walking through different uh, issues of navigating people, it's not just, okay, one size fits all. It's not just, um, here's a problem-solving solution, so take two pills and call me in the morning. No, it's not like that, okay? One plus one oftentimes in the spiritual realm does not equal two right? It does not. So, so how is it that we enter the faith dream? Well, we're confident in who he is, and then he shows us what he wants us to do. Not what I want to do, but what he wants to do. And I think we see this in Joseph. Joseph here is, he gets a vision from God, and he shares it with his brothers. Now, isn't it true when you share something that God's personally given you, isn't there going to be misunderstanding? Absolutely, right? There's going to be jealousy. There's going to be competition. There's going to be comparison. There's going to be like, did, you re did God really say that? And don't doubt what God gave you. Do not doubt, or do not doubt what God has spoken to you in the light. Don't doubt it in the darkness, right? Don't doubt what God has spoken to you in the light, don't doubt it in the darkness. Because that's one of Satan's plan, is to overanalyze or overthink. And, uh, and really, because it, otherwise it's just a plain business plan. I mean, not everything is going to be quantifiable. Not everything is going to be clear. But the point is that you and I are set apart unto the Lord, and we are dreamers. Okay, this is what I want to talk about real quick here. So it's 3719. So... 37, 18, and when they saw him afar off, speaking of his brothers to Joseph, and before he came unto them, they conspired against him to slay him because they were jealous, weren't they? It's, it's incredible. It, it's amazing when you do the work of God and you don't care who gets the glory. Everyone cares that God gets the glory. That's a beautiful thing. A lot can happen in that case. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer comes. I don't know. I just love that statement. Dreams like something beyond reality, a healthy imagination, seeing something that's not yet come to pass. Sounds like faith to me, doesn't it? 
Hebrews 11, 1, Romans chapter 4. And when we confess the faith dream, guess what? It inspires people to walk in that same promise, knowing that it all depends on who God is. We have a faithful God, right? We have a faithful God. Now, did Joseph know how everything was going to happen? If he did, he would have probably ran the other way, right? But instead, God showed him the big picture, the big picture. What is the big picture in your life? We, we try to analyze the small things, and we get lost in the details. You ever hear somebody say the devil's in the details? Well, he can be, but he doesn't have to be. But he can be if I'm overanalyzing the details. But if I'm looking at the big picture, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, the big picture, who are we serving? Christ, right? Um, the what. What are we doing unto him? What is it? Is it my work or is it his work? The when. Well, God's timetable could be very different from ours. We might be sowing, 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 maybe a little bit of watering, and maybe the reaping is later. Maybe the reaping is immediately. The when is up to God. The where, same thing. As we're moving, God shows us what is an, as a, uh, is a hungry or open place. The why. Okay. Somebody said this years ago, when we know the why, the how will present itself. What, what does that mean? It means that so much we can be consumed with methodology, but... And that's not a wrong thing, but it shouldn't be the primary thing. But when we're focused on the who, Jesus, working unto Jesus Christ, and the why, right? Why we do what we do, because it's, it's the Luke 19.10 principle. We're seeking and saving the lost because it was something on God's heart. So the who, what, when, where, why, and the how. Like, how's this going to happen? Well, as we're stepping and dreaming and walking... God will say, okay, this is the way, walk ye in it. Say this word, be silent here, go there, dust your feet off here, uh, talk to that person, pray with that. God will give you the details you need to know when uh, you, we need to know it. All right, so let's look at Lamentations with me. So I was thinking how much we have a faithful God, and I, I think a lot of us maybe don't dream anymore. Because, there's a couple reasons for that. Maybe because uh, what we think should have happened didn't happen. Maybe uh, the, the word or the dream is too hilarious. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen. It's so ridiculous. I must be like out of my mind, right? Or, and I think this is more accurate, is we do not have confidence in the person who gave the dream, right? And I'm not talking about these strange dreams, by the way. I'm talking about, like, biblically centered. I should probably qualify that here. Uh, I woke, you know, you ever have a strange dream at night, and it's like, I don't know, a, I've had some strange dreams. Maybe it's because of the food we eat right before we go to bed or something. I remember, like, I ate a hamburger one night, and I dreamed about cows chasing after me or something like that. You know, it's like, I'm not talking about those kind of dreams, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I am talking about when we have confidence in the one who gives the eternal purpose, the eternal plan, then guess what? Really, we're journeying with Jesus. He's our missionary, and we sell all that we have to get that precious treasure in that field.
Well, let me show you an interesting verse here. Uh, well, let's look at Lamentations 3.23. It says, uh, Great is thy faithfulness. That is the beginning of the dream. God, you are faithful. Even when I'm not faithful, your mercies are new, and therefore you are faithful. What does the dream have to lean on? What's the foundation of the dream? It's on Christ. It's on the work of God. So when you hear something like a hundred churches from New York to Richmond, immediately you cannot think natural about the supernatural. But in faith, it's like, okay, God, not how are we going to do it, but how are you going to do it? I'm availing myself, right? I'm availing myself to your ability. And, and that's what gives us an adventure. That's what gives us uh, uh, really a joy to, to uh, kind of see the, the unpredictable thing happen, right? It, it, uh, here comes the dreamer. If someone ever called, if ever, someone ever, here's the guy that doesn't live in reality. They're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I mean, that's great. I mean, God gives practical wisdom, of course. We're, our feet are on the, on the earth, yes. But, but we're looking in Hebrews 11 to something greater than ourself. This is so important to break small-mindedness. Fear creates small-mindedness. Anxiety. What is it? We want to look at the restrictions. We want to look at the confinement. We want to look at the things that are pressing in. No, we know in Psalm 18, he causes us to jump over the wall. What is that? That is having a faith dream. Okay, It's looking further down the road by faith and saying, God, you put something in my heart. I mean, we've seen that with, with Pastor Stevens talking about corporate Pentecost. You just mentioned that. I mean, confessing those things that are not as though they are. Worldwide missions. Um, right now in our world, so many closures, right? But we could, we could dream of revival. We could dream of countries being so shaken to the core that humility is now part of their landscape so that when missionaries go, there's a brand new receptivity. What is that? That's a faith dream, right? Um, thinking of our nine churches in Maryland, why couldn't there be 20 churches in Maryland? Why not? We have 48 churches in America. Why couldn't there be 300 churches in America? Why? Our God is faithful. Are we faithful? Are we able to do this? No way. We can't even get out of a paper bag some days, right? In, in so many, in so many, <laughs> we can't even get out of our own cul-de-sac. It's like we need, uh, but God is saying, I am faithful. Okay, let me show you an awesome verse. Psalm 119.90. So if we have, if we trust in the nature of who God is, he'll show us what's next. Isn't that good? So let's be honest. Do we trust all the time? No. We've been hurt maybe. There's maybe a systemic breach where we've, had a, we've been handled incorrectly maybe. Maybe there's an issue of fear that, that is deep. God says, I want you to start with my faithfulness, right? How are you going to trust people? You're going to have a personal revelation of my faithfulness. How am I going to overcome this, that, and the other? Know who I am, and then you'll know who you are. So many people want to know. I want to know myself. I want to know my abilities, my gifts, and I want to know all the plans and all the resources and their money. That's all well and good, but missions doesn't follow those things. Missions follows the plow, right? They follow the, the Spirit of God. Okay, 119, 
um, 90. Look at this. This is great. Uh, Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth forever. God's faithfulness. I am faithful, right? I am full of faith, right? I'm not looking for you to come up with a master plan. I'm looking for you to follow the master, and he'll give you the plan, right? Very, very important. Like, I remember going to Bible school and wondering what I'm going to be doing after Bible school. And we can lose uh, our moments because we're looking too far ahead, and God wants us to live in the present because that's where his presence is abiding. And he'll be faithful, right, to give you what you need when you need it. Amen? Have we seen that before? All right, look at this. 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3. this is a great verse. Faithfulness. God, you are faithful. Are we going to get through this? We're going to get, we're going to go further than just getting through something. We're not going to survive. We're going to, we're going to thrive. Why? Because we're following a faithful God. Will we lose some things? Yeah, we'll lose the things we're supposed to lose. To make room for the things that should be, right? 3-3, three, three, but God, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from all evil. Isn't that good? And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you. 1 Corinthians 1-9, our God is faithful. Faithful. Are people faithful? No. Not necessarily. That's why our expectations in him. And we believe God for the people that we work with or we're a part of. And we see his faithfulness. Psalm 33, 4. Let me give you a couple verses here. This is small-mindedness. Can't. Can't do that. Can't do this. Don't have a... Don't have a like Gideon, I'm the last in my household. You sure you got the right person? Jeremiah, can't speak very well right? Moses, I got to squeak, you know, Paul, like everyone knows what they can't do. So easy, so easy to default there. But God's like a dreamer does, looks beyond his natural resources, and it's something supersized. It's like, okay, God, you can do anything. Will you do everything? No, but you will do what you have purposed to do. Isn't that good? When was the last time we dreamed about something? I don't know. I was kind of convicted thinking about this, right? When was the last time I dreamed about something? What if you could not fail? What would you do? It's a good question. How about this? What makes you come alive in Christ? These are good stepping stones as beginning of dreaming. If you could do something and you knew you would not fail, what would that be? Hmm. I think God has so much prepared, but I think we can become small-minded, all right? And we can think and we can get in our heads. You ever get in your head? It's like you're kind of rolling around and you're kind of like the world is kind of sitting on your head. God's like, get out of your head. Get out of your head. Get out of your head. Isn't that good? It's a good, it's good counsel today. Get out of your head. <laughs> Saying that to myself. Okay. 33.4, for the word of God is right and all the works 
of the Lord is right. Is that the verse I wanted? Psalm 33, 4. Yes. Mm. Second Thessalonians 3, 3. Psalm 33, is it 14? All right, it looks like it's 4. Okay. Let me show you one other here. Psalm 91, 4. God is faithful. Of course it's going to be right. Might not be my, my definition of right. By the way, if right cancels out love, then it's no longer right. If right cancels out love, then it's no longer right. And what is right? Righteousness. If, if in, in agape love. If what God has imparted is outside of his righteousness and his agape love, then it ceases to be something from God, potentially. All right. Psalm 91.4, look at that. Dream. Okay. He shall, verse 4, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be a shield and a buckler. Ye shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, or the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Imagine that. God says, I have you. My, my will will happen my way for my glory. So dream, 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 dream. We've got we to end here. Dream. Let's dream big in faith. Let's say, okay, God, what is it that you have for our city? Lord, what is it that you have for your, our neighborhood? And then, and then let the promise of God, let the promises of God be that, that, um, that guide and that, that definition, right? Oh, that's impossible. With man, all things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Luke one thirty seven, right? With man, impossible. You ever been around a negative person? All they can see is what can't be done. How about how about how about you know? And this might sound very reckless, but it's actually very good for us to break out of the box and say, "Lord, what is your will here?" Right? I mean, you read the Book of Acts. They went from city to city preaching the gospel. They knew there'd be opposition. They knew that there would be difficulty. But guess what? the reward outweighed the obstacle. Oh, here comes that dreamer. I can't believe they're saying what they're saying. Can you believe what they're saying? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. And he goes on at 43, 18 and 19, it says, it is so unbelievable that, that uh, you will be amazed at it. That's the more translation there. Right? For what, let's read it. I know we got to close, but I, I, I don't want to lose that verse. Isaiah 43. How about a dream for a marriage, right? How about a dream for um, our personal life, right? So content with God that we don't need anything, right? The world is constantly projecting, this is what you need to be happy. This is what you have to have this and that. No, I don't need anything. Right? It's amazing because the Lord is shepherding us. 
Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. <laughs> Isn't that good? And another passage in, uh, in the Old Testament says, your ears will tingle. It's amazing. It's a new thing. You ever hear, you ever hear something new, and it's like you're kind of looking at that? Like my son loves these matchbox cars, and he's always showing me these cars, and I'm like looking at it and studying it, trying to understand the, 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 whole, the whole scope of it. He's fascinated. He's like, he's like got that inner fascination. He's like amazed, and he's dreaming to have one of those cars one day because he has no idea how much they cost. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's natural thinking. <laughs> No, it's good. Let's dream big with God. 1132 of Daniel, if you know your God, you will do great things. So, Father, lead us in these days. Give us abundant thinking, not scarcity thinking. Lord, do all that's in your heart. Do all and help us to understand your heart and to step out in faith. This is when miracles really happen is we're just so conscious of you. And uh, your, your will will come to pass. So, Lord, make us dreamers in these days. And uh, bless your people in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.